feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, trying to help you solve some of these difficult problems uh, that your organization or you personally uh, with you and your family uh, might be facing uh, as we uh, go through some of these difficult changes coming from a a very very volatile. I've said that word now twice, but I'm um, just trying to 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 set the stage for for what uh, it's saying because I think both of the both uh, Brian and Stuart would agree that uh, 2017 is going to be a difficult year uh, for American healthcare consumers. And so I wanted to take uh, a t- some time this segment, guys, to um, uh, look at a couple of strategies. And we're going to look at uh, four and six of our list, and then I think I want to save uh, that number five item for uh, the next segment. Uh, but uh, shifting to high-deductible plans and funding accounts, um, we've seen this happen a lot in the industry. Uh, is it worth it, uh, and how is it helpful to someone long-term? Um, I guess I'd start off here in saying a person's got to look at what they do in their in their personal life right now. And and probably the simplest thing that I always have people turn to is, what are you doing with your auto insurance and your homeowners? And the question is, do you have first dollar coverage? Do you have a 50 or $100 deductible in today's marketplace? Most people across the United States would answer that question, no. They have much higher deductibles. And when they're questioned, Uh, people will come back and they will say what's on their mind, which is, I did that to save the difference in premium. And so we now turn that to the health insurance industry. We know that even before uh, the ACA, uh, premiums were going up quite substantially, double digits most years. And we're we're getting ready for another double-digit trend uh, coming upon us in 2017. So I guess the answer, Sean, would be the shifting to high-deductible health plans uh, is an intelligent strategy uh, because, again, it, it gets away from first-dollar coverage, which is extremely expensive today. Most people cannot afford that. There are other ways to help them to offset that, which are funding accounts. And funding accounts have been with us since the 1980s. Uh, I'm talking about uh, health savings accounts, uh, flexible spending accounts, uh, health reimbursement accounts, uh, and and an area that most people are not familiar with, which is Section 162, which has been around in the IRS code since 1954. All of those tools 
would allow the employees from within a group uh, venue or even an individual venue to take care of their out-of-pocket expenses. And that's the reason why there's going to be tremendous shifting from more uh, individuals and employers across the country this year, looking at what their rate increases are going to be for 2017. Yeah, I I remember, I, I don't remember the first year, but I, I remember uh, getting into the industry and learning about high deductible plans. And at that time, the high, de- the high deductible that they were talking about was $1,250, you know, $1,250, which we look at that now and we think, wow, I'd, I'd, I'd take that. Uh, but uh, these high deductible plans uh, were given the, the tax break of this funding account uh, because what the government was trying to do, and they were decently successful at it, is to expose customers to the actual costs of their care rather than having that first dollar care. And the thought was, if people were aware of what they were spending, uh, and and it was actually their their dollars coming out of it, that they would spend it more wisely. Um, and and it did help. It did uh, help. You know, years back, you could save a lot of money on a group plan by going to the high deductible plan. Now everything's kind of high deductible, but you still have that first dollar coverage uh, as far as doctor visits, uh, drug cards, and things like that. And so a uh, high deductible plan is an awesome idea to have available to employees or even uh, have a couple different high deductible plans uh, you know, for, for your employees to, to, to choose as an option. They work well with the telemedicine that we already talked about because you can combine telemedicine in with a high deductible plan without disqualifying it. Uh, and employers uh, have uh, have an option if they do have a high deductible plan, is they could contribute into that account to help employees when they do face you know a, a problem, and that money is uh, is is vested you know for for the employee to use, and it, they don't lose it. It's not use it or lose it. Uh, they can uh, continue to build that up. Um, and use that account for many different things, actually. There's a whole other conversation that we could have in regards to the, the advantages of, of having a, a tax-favored, a high-deductible uh, account. Uh, so that there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to it. Um, uh, Long-term, I think um, a, a lot of uh, employees uh, would see a high-deductible plan as the way to go. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't see the doctor often. This, these plans are made for them. Uh, to, to help reduce their fixed costs and premium, uh, you can accept a little bit more risk. And also um, talking to em- employees and looking into uh, the, the tax advantages and the savings account that's built in. Those are just a few uh, aspects of these high deductible plans um, that, 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 that we could talk about. But those are some of the ones that, uh, that stick out to me. You know, one thing I'd like to add is um, on uh, presidential candidate um, Ben Carson uh, proposing health savings accounts for individuals since birth and allowing those to build up over time. I think that's a, was an interesting uh, point that, that could, uh, could bring a lot of value to the conversation if you think about uh, you know, setting your children up uh, while they're young and healthy and contributing little amounts and letting that grow. Uh, Stuart, do you have any other thoughts on, on funding uh, yes, strategies? I because I know we could probably spend a whole program uh, on this, but uh, this is something that's uh, really important for employers to consider. Well, to pick up from what Brian, uh, you know, had just said uh, a little while ago, uh, there's another vehicle that's out there, and it could be used as an employer uh, paid for or a voluntary benefits uh, type of program, which is a gap plan. And the purpose of the gap plan and why it's working beautifully with the employer and or an individual is that whatever the out-of-pocket expense is, the gap plan is designed to take care of that first dollar liability exposure that an employee may be afraid of. Getting back to the various types, there is less 
health savings accounts uh, being established, uh, you know, right now, and there's limitations on flexible spending accounts, not so much uh, because of the use it or lose it, but because of the dollar limitation the IRS has, has put on there together with the ACA, so that there's a movement in the employer space for health reimbursement accounts. The main reason for that is employers have realized that together with offering the high deductible health plan, the monies that they're providing on a year-to-year basis, if an employee leaves, they're not taking that money with them. That stays with the employer, whereas a health savings account, that money is owned by the employee if they should leave. So, you know, uh, you have to look at what an employer's budget is and which one of these vehicles makes sense to put it together with the medical plan that's being offered to the employees. Yeah, one of one other thing, Sean, that I'd like to add as far as far as you know, a small employer who's who's uh, kind of trapped in the uh, community rated market, having uh, purchasing the highest deductible plan that's available to you, uh, and and backfilling that with a gap plan like Stuart was talking about, or with an HRA, uh, or or with an uh, HSA, um, it's kind of the, the the only way a really small employer can kind of get into uh, self self insurance. Or being able to uh, to lower your cost based on your demographics. So if you have a lot of young uh, employees, you know you can purchase that uh, that high deductible plan from the carrier and 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 do backfill that with the with a gap plan or whatever whatever it takes on the voluntary or employer paid marketplace to give employees the ability to kind of customize their risk management on how they're going to take care of that that high deductible, which is you know next year is going to be. Uh, well over sixty. It's going to be over six thousand dollars, almost approaching seven thousand dollars. And and uh, there's there's employees that, that they're they're going to meet that. Uh, so that they need some help. They need some other things to 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 come in on that. But uh, the point being, uh, these high deductible plans for a small employer are a way that the employer can reduce their premium outlay on the plans and then backfill it based on what their employees purchase on the individual market or even backfilling it themselves as the employer to help uh, when an unevent, you know, unexpected event happens to their employee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on this? So we're back up against a timeout, Stuart. You got, we got about 30 seconds, so if you wanted to to sound off on that, because I want to save uh, save a whole segment for this reference base pricing. Yeah, topic. no, I'm, I'm, I'm not that quick. The only thing I would say is it's all a matter of employer budget and employee budget. So whatever is offered in the employer space, uh, there is room for either gap plans and or any of these funding accounts we've just talked about. And in the individual marketplace, the same thing. Right, right. Okay. Coming up next, uh, we're going to be getting into reference brace pricing. This is going to be a a really exciting and important topic uh, you're not going to want to miss. 402-342-1290 is the number. 402-342-1290. If you'd like to chime in uh, quickly, uh, but we'll be right back after this. Omaha's talk alternative, Matt Tompkins. Weekdays, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m.